I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and host. Welcome to Holding Court, where we analyze the very latest legal headlines everybody's already talking about. We dig into how the courts impact the culture. We break it all down for you, and we go straight from gavel to your news feed. And I promise you this, y'all, every single week, we're going to keep it a buck, keep it 100. Right, Dustin Ross? That's right, Ebony. Let's go ahead and hold court. Let's do it. All right, y'all. So this episode drops the week of Thanksgiving in the U.S. Shout out to our international listeners. Right. We all <laughs> we, over we, the place. Okay. We, we. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> listen, Dustin, how do you think the culture should think of Thanksgiving? Because, you know, our history in this country is is a bit complicated. And I don't know about you, but every year on this holiday, while I love my turkey and my yes. canned yes. ocean spray cranberry. Yes, sliced. Thank you Thank very you. much. I don't want no damn fresh cranberry I don't want no sauce. puree shit. Ebony, canned ocean spray, That's sliced it. cranberry. Girl, You I'm already knew you. we was See? here. Um, and while I do enjoy <laughs> indulging in that, mm-hmm. uh, I do feel a way because I know from which this holiday stems. So yeah. how how are you with Thanksgiving, Doug? Well, Thanksgiving, much like other uh, U.S. history traditions, it's, it's fucked up. It came from a <laughs> fucked up place, you know? <laughs> I sure did. But once again, <laughs> us being resilient black Americans and just resilient people in general, we've made the best of that. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to congregating well. We used to look forward to congregating. Mm-hmm. We can't do too much of that it's this year. It's a little year. social distance yeah, it's a little, congregation. So a little, hey, hey, from Zoom. over here. Yeah, Hello. okay. But we look yeah. forward to that good time celebrating around food, family, friends, loved ones, good energy, talking yeah. shit. You know, those playing are the spades, things you playing spades, slamming the cards, dominoes, all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I've tried to repurpose it. I think mm-hmm. you're right. Most of the culture is repurposed. It is no longer about these. Oh, typical white supremacist coming yeah. over here taking land that was already good and yes. occupied yes. by Nate. You didn't discover shit. Nothing. <laughs> People were here thriving. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Shout out to our indigenous Native American Absolutely. folks, particularly my tribe. Shout out. Ha ha. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But um. But yeah. So so this narrative of you know uh, the white man fellowshipping with the native. No no no. We know it wasn't that. It was not. They wasn't breaking bread. Ever. No no no. They were stealing bread. Yes, is what that's they were exactly doing. Exactly what they were making doing. these people hungry and shit. But. Um, we repurpose it as the culture always does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is now this time for us to come together as family, as community, and and talk about what we're thankful for. So with that, I want you to give me three things, mm-hmm. Dustin Ross, that you're grateful for in this fucked up 2020 year. 2020 was a terrible year, but I tell you what it forced was um, a reevaluation of really everything that we had going on personally, mm. you know, professionally, all those things. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Spending more time uh, nurturing personal relationships. Mm. I'm grateful for refocusing professionally and new opportunities like this. Mm. And I'm grateful mm. for you know my homegirl Ek Dub. You know that's that's what I'm grateful for. Three good things. Three good, good things. things. Three great things. Yes. Okay, so back to me. I. I am extremely grateful, Dustin, for my relationship with you, and I want to expound. I'm I'm grateful you, that love. it was an an instantaneous professional rapport, yep. right? Um, but also, I feel like I got a real partner and yep. somebody that, as I launched both Uppity Productions, my production mm-hmm. company, um, started with the. Uh, the launch of Holding Court mm-hmm. from just being a love child in my brain to an actual product That's that the right. people love and and are waiting for it to drop every Wednesday. I feel like I have a shared visionary in you. Yes, um, thank you, And Abby. a true friend, and I'm grateful for that. That's right. I'm also grateful to the point you made earlier about personal clarification. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all will see a little bit of that live out on Roni, so mm-hmm. I don't want to step on it. Uh, but I, I got some answers to some questions I didn't even know I needed to ask. Mm-hmm. And I'm also grateful for 
a closer relationship with my mother mm. this year. I believe that, you know, adult parent relationships can be complicated. Yes, they can. Um, my mother and I, you know, shout out to Gloria. She's my rock. She's my everything in many ways. But two grown women is always complicated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I get it. And I'm an only child and she's a single parent. But this year is the closest we've gotten because it's honest. That's beautiful. We, we have a really honest relationship. You know, my grandma just passed. Mm-hmm. I talked about it last week. And even in her passing, Dustin, I think 2020 has allowed my mother and I to grab on tight. That's to each wonderful. other. So wonderful. it's nice. 2020, baby. 2020, baby. You was a bitch, but we got some good stuff out we of it. We sure you, did, so, just yeah. like any other thing. All mm-hmm. right. So listen, I want to offer, because it's Thanksgiving, and people love this docket. I yeah. love this docket. I know you love our docket. It's fun. So we're going to do a special Thanksgiving edition of Holding Court, this all docket, y'all. We're going to give you all docket, all episode long. So this week, first up, your boy Dwayne Carter. <sighs> Also known as Louise, mm-hmm. please say the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Coon. Yeah, he really played himself. Um, mm-hmm. And you're not calling him anything other than what he presented himself to be. That's right. Okay, at the end of this election that was won, by the way, by Biden and Harris, although some folks don't want to acknowledge it yet because they're crazy and in denial. Uh, but Wayne put himself out there real dumb, like <laughs> uh, posing with pictures with Trump's dumb ass. Yeah. And now we know why. Yeah. Now we know why, mm-hmm. Dustin. It makes sense now. You <sighs> who can't even vote, and I'm not shaming the brother about it. I'm just making a statement. And you coming out here, Trump, pro MAGA, pro this, pro that. Okay, now we see why. Lil yeah. Wayne facing up to 10 years mm-hmm. in federal custody because he is being charged, Lil Wayne being charged with federal weapons charges going back to 2019. I actually remember this, oh, Dustin. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Coming off of a, a Miami flight, private flight, of course, <clears throat> because it's Wayne. And police say they got a tip anonymously that weapons and drugs, marijuana specifically, were on this private plane. Okay. Authorities went on the plane. They had a search warrant because of this anonymous tip. I want to be clear here. That's how they were able to search the, the vessel because mm-hmm. people are always like, well, if it's a private plane, how they even get up on there? They had an anonymous tip. They gave them probable cause that marijuana and weapons were on this alleged flight. Mm. So that's how they got a judge to sign a search warrant, Dustin, to allow them access to the private plane. They get on there. They find uh, no drugs, but they do find firearm and ammunition. A gold-plated gun, correct? gold-plated. His lawyer was very specific. (laughs) Okay, gold-plated. And and actually, I want to read the statement from his lawyer. I think it's um, quite telling. This is from Weezy's lawyer. My client is charged with possessing a gold-plated handgun in his luggage on a private plane. There is no allegation that he ever fired it, brandished it, used it, or threatened to use it. There is no allegation that he is a dangerous person. The charge is that because he was convicted of a felony in the past, he is prohibited from possessing a firearm. Now, here's interest the Trump part, Dustin. Okay. This name going to sound familiar. Remember Amy Coney Barrett, that justice they just rammed out oh, our court recently? God. Okay. Wayne's lawyer conveniently offers this up. Although the Supreme Court has not decided the constitutional question yet, newly minted Justice Amy Coney Barrett recently wrote an appellate dissenting opinion in which she stated this. Absent evidence that he either belongs to a dangerous category or bears individual markers of risk, permanently disqualifying a convicted felon from possessing a gun violates the Second Amendment. Well, there we go. Oh, wow. There we go. You see it? 
Look at it just right there in front of our face. The reasons why. The reasons why. Mm -hmm. So this is his lawyer, clearly Dustin, getting ready to make a constitutional claim. You know, mm -hmm. I would. So in, this is already in federal court. Uh, so I could easily see this going to district appellate level. This could even honestly, it could, it could make it. it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. 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 Because this is underlying the Second Amendment claims. And I will say Weezy's not alone in this claim that. Just because you're convicted of a felony at some point in your life, you shouldn't be wholeheartedly excluded from your Second Amendment right to possess a firearm. Now, there's arguments on both sides, we know. Mm -hmm. But at least now we know why he was up in Trump's fucking face. Right. That's it. Well, I just wish that—I um, I think that there are a lot of people who are in the position that Lil Wayne— Wheezy F Baby is in right now. And I just wish mm. that this was in a more deserving set of hands mm. as a circumstance. Because mm -hmm. then we could kind of rally behind it with a little bit more confidence, you right. know. And a little really, more compassion. Yeah, a little bit more compassion. Because yeah. there are a lot of people who just happen to have certain experiences in their past and they are in that position, but they don't deserve to be. Right. And so it would be nice to see them allow this sort of grace, constitutional mm -hmm. grace, mm -hmm. if you will, exactly in a circumstance like this. So Yeah. So for those that might not remember Dustin, the reason Wheezy is a felon, he actually pled guilty back in 2009 in New York City to what we consider a Class C nonviolent felony to a gun-possessing charge. Okay. That's how he got that. And I want to be clear here. You know, we are both citizens of New York City and New York State. New York don't play with when it comes to guns. Yeah, they don't play that shit at all. At all. Everybody this ain't, knows This that. ain't North Carolina. Yeah. This ain't Louisiana. This, this ain't, ain't Georgia. This damn show ain't Texas. Yeah. Here, you got a firearm. It's a felony. Yeah. First time, don't care. Yeah. And that's what happened to Wayne. He was convicted in New York of possession of a firearm without a permit. And it's almost impossible to get a permit. I know because I tried to get one. Don't mm -hmm. ask me why. <laughs> uh, another story for another day. Even if you have a permit in another state, that shit is not transferable to New York. So yeah. just, y'all, if you in these New York streets. Be keep careful. It, keep it player, yeah. as you would say. Keep, it, keep your shit player. Keep it real player. All right. Once again, Dr. Dre finds himself on our docket. This time for two <sighs> different things. Dustin, uh, first, I want to talk about this Zoom hearing Nicole Young doesn't want to have. Yeah. Now, this is, I think, Nicole just being petty. Essentially, they have an initial hearing for their divorce coming up. Very typical. Obviously, we know we're in a COVID era. Mm -hmm. A lot of these hearings are being held on Zoom, right. Dustin. It's just, it's the way to keep the, the dockets, the literal court dockets yeah. from not getting clogged. Nicole being extra, I, I in my legal opinion, mm -hmm. Because she doesn't want this hearing to be on Zoom. She wants to insist it being person. And her her claim is this. Basically, he creep into hoes' houses. Why can't he come to court? That's essentially what she said. <laughs> yeah, she said he was risking his life that way. Bring your ass on in the courtroom. <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, I, I understand that there could be somebody on that other side of that camera going, say this, don't That's say true. that, say That's this. That's true. And that is an advantage, I guess, that you would not have, but your lawyer can whisper in your ear in the courtroom anyway. So, I mean, what's the difference? What's the difference? Um, so, I think that's Nicole being petty. But that tends to be the case of divorce uh, trials. You know, that's the thing, Dustin. You know, that's why I tell people just, yo, try to settle this shit and go on with your lives because this is what it becomes, Dustin. It's tit for tat. It's not even about the substance. It's just I want to make your life fucking miserable. Now, look, too, the stakes are high, okay? Now, I, you know I'm the number one proponent for keeping it what? Play, Play yeah. okay? So they shouldn't have been up in there in the first damn place. They shouldn't even be in the court. That's true. But since they in there mm -hmm. and it's billions of dollars at stake, yeah. 
I might be with Nicole. You might have to bring your. I want every. I want to see I everything and every T cross. Right. Like no misses. That can be that's, no misses that's, with that's two facts. Billy on. You know, on the line here. I, I, yeah, you I'm know. not. Ta- you're not taking no chances. None. None no. at all. Mm-mm. Okay, so the other reason these two are on the docket, Lord Jesus, their divorce lawyers, by the way, are cleaning the fuck up. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Okay, this is Dr. Dre now filing that he is potentially going to summon every single guest from their wedding. Uh, this could be up to 15 to 20 people, Dustin. They got married in a small ceremony in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly who was there, but 15 to 20 is the rough estimate. Mm-hmm. And the reason Drake wants these people to testify is because he thinks they can be germane mm-hmm. to Nicole's claim that she was coerced into signing the prenup. And that's what this shit is all about. That's what it's all the about. The whole shit. Every week we be talking about these motherfuckers on the docket. Mm-hmm. It's because of this. Nicole Young actually signed a prenup b- back in 1996 when these two were wed. Mm-hmm. She claims, and this is uh, from the filing, the word is coerced. Mm-hmm. Her filing says she was coerced into signing a prenuptial agreement prior to the wedding, but that Dr. Dre tore it up after the actual ceremony in a romantic gesture of love for her. That is from the document. Man. Now, I don't know if I believe that second part. I don't know. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But that's where Dre is coming from. He's saying, all right, Nicole, you're saying the prenup should be void. Because that's her argument, Dustin. Mm-hmm. The prenup, yeah, I signed it, but it, it doesn't count. It's void because I was coerced, forced, under duress when you basically put a gun to my head and made me sign it. Y'all, I don't mean that literally. That's a that's a metaphor. Right, but okay? yeah. But it's Dr. Dre. People might not know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Let's be, <laughs> let, please, let's be clear. Let me be clear. Um, you know, a proverbial mm-hmm. gun to the head mm-hmm. and made me sign on the dotted line mm-hmm. uh, in moments before I say I do. And that, of course, would be a stressful situation. The courts would consider that duress, Dustin. So that's her claim. Dre is saying, nah, that's some bullshit. And everybody that was run there a, can Run vouch. them back. Yep. yep. Run all the folks, run the whole guest list back that could vouch that that shit was signed before. Man. My question to you, Dustin Ross, would you sign a prenup prior to your nuptials? No. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to marry anyone who is going to make me do that. You know what I mean? And especially, um, no. I just don't think, I just, No. No. No, no circumstance. Mm-mm. No, I can't say that I would. Um, but then again, if I'm being honest, I'll always be able to take care of myself. Absolutely. And once you get to certain levels, things like that are not... Um, concrete. Yeah, they're not concrete, and they're not real deal breakers when it comes to, to your relationship. So maybe I would. When yeah. If I tell you like this, mm-hmm. if I had a certain amount of assets to protect myself and I would require someone else to do that right. for my own protection, then I would not have a problem signing mm-hmm. their whatever they requested me to sign. Mm-hmm. I guess I should say But does that. it feel like... Let's say somebody just popped up and, and like, hey, sign this. Does that feel they don't trust you? Is that is that the feeling you have? Because uh, that's the feeling a lot of people have. No, because, I mean, I like I told you, you know, I'm not going to get in my feelings anyway. So, like, you know, it's, you it's show, cool. You seem like you was smart. a little bit in your feelings, yeah, Dustin. Yeah, but, you know, but I just feel like, you know, like, why are you trying to get me to sign that shit? But then yeah. again... As I said, if I'm thinking, if I'm thinking first, mm-hmm. then I would already be in a position where I would probably need them to sign one anyway. Facts. So let's just slide these papers to each other and handle that. Mm-hmm. And then we can just enjoy our time together. We're yeah. not worried about it because ultimately everything will be okay. So so listen, I'm damn for sure signing one. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. Two reasons. A, what you just said. At this point in my career, mm-hmm. 
thank God be the glory. Yes. I have some things that need protecting. That, I know that's right. And I would want the same in turn. Mm-hmm. But more to the point, before mm-hmm. I had shit, mm-hmm. which wasn't that so long ago, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> if we're being honest, um, I watched too much investigative discovery. Yeah. Um, I watched too much true crime. And you ain't going to kill me for a million bucks. Oh, that's true, too. To be honest, yeah. yeah. So I always have said, and my girlfriends are like, That's very, crazy. very true, Abby. I'm very serious. I'm very serious. Like, we do a lot of kikiing on this mm-hmm. show. I'm not kikiing, Dustin. I'm yep. very serious. Particularly when you marry someone with, you know, expansive means, mm-hmm. not having a prenup or, or, or knowing that you will challenge that prenup, that's called motive. Yeah. Let it me be clear. At risk. Yeah. I don't I don't want no talking on my fucking head. Yeah. I'm good. Just give me my little whatever I Do came right in with. Yeah. And, you know, because I didn't come in a broke bitch. Yeah. So give me what I had when I came in. You go on your way. You keep your gazillions, whatever it is, and I'm gonna keep it cute. Yeah. Because what I don't want is going to sleep every night beside your ass and you got one eye open like she represents half a billion dollars. She yeah. might have to get missing. And no, that's thank a you. very real circumstance. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say any names. But there was something that happened um, more recent than not in the media where a person lost, um, I'm trying to be as vague as I possibly I, can. I, I know you but are. But this person lost someone that they were connected to in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were a lot of questions thereafter. Very suspicious. And a lot of people were asking a lot of questions. And I was like, but damn, would they, would that, is that, yes. is, would that? Yes. And yes, the hell they and would. Yes, so they you're would. right, Ebony. Yeah, they would. It's really not hard to... Um, <sighs> get rid of a, uh, a financial problem. No, it is not. And I don't want to be a financial problem. Yep. So go on and give me them papers. Yep, I'm with it. Look, Let John me sign Hancock them papers. right there on yeah, the paper. Yeah, I'm good with it. I'm not going to get in my feelings to talk because I want to live to see another day. Another day, okay. Listen. Okay, so next up on the docket, another divorce story. Lord have mercy. This time, the Minneapolis Star Tribune is reporting that the judge overseeing the divorce case of Derek Chauvin, if that name sounds familiar, because that's the uh, piece the of devil. shit, mm-hmm. right? The piece of shit that is alleged to have killed George Floyd mm-hmm. in front of the world mm-hmm. um, by kneeling on his neck for eight minutes and forty six seconds. Now, I think everybody was suspicious of this, Dustin, when it first came out on the news cycle that his wife Kelly Chauvin was seeking a divorce. I mean, you didn't even have to go to law school to see that shit coming. Uh, duh. Right. Uh, this was an obvious attempt to protect his mm-hmm. assets, his pension, their house, before his ass gets locked up and thrown mm-hmm. away the key for killing this black man in front of the world. So listen, Dustin, uh, the judge overseeing this case was hip to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Washington County District uh, Judge Juanita Freeman. Juanita listen, Freeman. Wa- Juanita already knew what time it she was. She knew exactly what time. She, gave, she hit him with that Iyanla, not on my watch. Not on okay? my watch. Not on my Do watch. Do your work. That's it, Okay. <laughs> I live for Yanla. Okay, so she hit him with, uh, this has badges of fraud, which badges. is a legal way to say y'all full of some bullshit. And it's also something I'm about to apply to my own vernacular. Badges okay? of fraud. Badges of fraud. Like All that. up and through here, just badges of fraud. I like that. Badges yeah. of fraud. And, and she said this, the court has a duty to ensure that marriage dissolution of re- agreements are fair and equitable. One badge of fraud is a party's transfer of substantially all of his or her assets. That's a red flag. Mm. It's reported that wife would have received all equity in their two homes, all the bank accounts, and his pension and retirement. Come on. And listen, Dustin, Juanita is not just making this shit up out the clear blue sky. Let's be clear. The Chauvins have a track record of lying, 
to uh, authorities and officials. Yeah. From 2014 to 2019, the couple is said to have underreported damn near half a million dollars, $464,433 in joint income. They owe over $21,000 in taxes. And supposedly, the husband, Derek Chauvin, the, the, the alleged killer, mm-hmm. underreported $96,000 of income. So they underreport income. Mm-hmm. You lying on your taxes. You owe the IRS. Yeah, you might be up to some badges of fraud. Yep. And she first and furthermore, did you see the, the pictures, the mugshot mm-hmm. and her headshot? Mm-hmm. They did it. As soon as I seen, <laughs> soon as I saw her professional headshot, I was like, oh, she did it. She is lying. They are some scammers. And she had a photography business. And didn't report almost $70,000 worth of income from that as well. So they are literally scammers. They are scammers. And Juanita Freeman said, not up in here. Mm-hmm. Get out of here with this bullshit. She saw it. Sister Juanita saw it a mile away. We, take them both down. And we appreciate down. you, Take counselor. them both down. <laughs> so listen, D. Ross, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a new disgusting revelation related to the so-called professor, and we use that term loosely here, who assisted in one of the autopsies of the good brother Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri back in 2014. Stay with us. Welcome back to Holding Court with Ebony K. Williams here with my lovely, sexy co-host, Dustin Uh Ross. This man looks good, y'all. Look at Dustin Ross. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, listen. So, y'all remember Michael Brown, obviously, uh, the brother that was killed in 2014 by law enforcement. Now, as many times is the case, Dustin, in this situation, the family wanted to use an independent source for another autopsy to make sure that everything was copacetic. Yes. Okay? Unfortunately, they hired this man named Sean Parcells. This man has now been indicted by the U.S. attorney in Kansas, so a federal indictment, 10 counts of federal wire fraud. He'd already been barred by the Kansas AG from even performing autopsies because he uh, had no formal training. He was offering, what is this, post-mortem COVID test, all kinds of bullshit. He faces criminal charges uh, because he billed the state for unperformed autopsy services. Long story short, this man is a total and complete scammer and fraud. And Mm. I hate, Dustin, that he is now in any way connected Mm -hmm. to Mike Brown. In any way. Marring, just marring this whole situation in a way that's so unnecessary. Who is this crook? What? (laughs) That's exactly what he is. He's a crook. He's a crook. Again, he currently is facing 10 federal counts of federal wire fraud, and he will be going to jail if convicted of that because the feds don't play. There's a reason they have a 99-point-something conviction rate. This is crazy. He first had questions around his validity back in 2014. He assisted uh, the actual doctor the Brown family relied upon when they hired him um, for this private autopsy. And, you know, now that's just an asterisk, an asterisk on the proceedings. Of course, it means nothing against the family. It means nothing against Mike Brown's legacy. But we hate that it's there. I just hate that he's involved. I hate that it's there. And I'm going to tell you something else. Unless you're a physician's assistant, don't be assisting my physician, okay? (laughs) Why are you here? Physicians don't bring nobody to work. It's not take your your partner to work day, you know, at the doctor's office and damn sure not on the autopsy table. I might would have got up, Ebony. And so what's really wild to me, Dustin, is you got to watch these different states. And Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about jurisdiction on holding court because I want people to start paying attention. The law is not universal. 
the law is very much dependent on where you live and whose jurisdiction you're under. Please, Don't assume certain credentials are required because they very well might not be. You got to do your own credibility checks, y'all. Read them terms and conditions because it really will affect where you are and what's going on in your life. This is crazy. Yeah, perfect example, D, right? Know your documents. Yes. Know your documents. He he has no business in anyone's medical room whatsoever. This is crazy. He needs to be exactly where he's going to the courtroom. That's right. (laughs) Okay. See ya. We're going to take another quick break. You know, we got some bills to pay, and it costs money to create this content. But when we come back, we're going to contrast the tragic consequences for black teens that are, just by virtue of their blackness, deemed to be a threat. Compared, of course, to the teen in Wisconsin walking down the street with an assault rifle. Well, for some reason, he's not. Here we go. Spoiler alert, D. Ross. It's called a double standard. Here we go. We'll be right back. Y'all, welcome back to Holding Court. Kyle Rittenhouse, we all saw the recent news released on $2 million of bail. $2 million. Mm. How do you get it? Donations. So uh, Rittenhouse, Dustin, is the 17-year-old teen who didn't even live in Wisconsin, yo. He got in a car, drove to Wisconsin with an assault rifle that he couldn't even legally own. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently an older friend of some shit bought it for him Mm -hmm. because, quote, he wanted to... Uh, be a patriot, and he wanted to help defend the citizens, defend them against what? Peaceful protesters who were protesting the acts of violence of an unarmed Jacob Blake, a black man in Wisconsin, who was shot and subsequently paralyzed by the police. Um, You know, I want to just, before I go on to the, you know, ridiculous people that actually donated money to this uh, release of this alleged murderer, because that's exactly what he is. I don't give a damn how old he is. You know, this notion of patriotism being associated with pro-militia and pro-cops and somehow if you are anti-Black Lives Matter, that makes you a patriot. Can we talk about the perverted nature of how this country defines patriotism nowadays, Dustin? Yes, we can. And and if you were, in fact, a patriot and you were a person who uh, represented what the heart and soul of America was supposed to be by mm. definition, mm. then it's, it's strange because you would actually be in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, which is supporting us, be, you know, having equal rights just to live and walk down the street and interact with the police. People are, by definition, supposed to protect us and serve us. Okay, so, so it, it is really um, asinine that mm. they assume this position obtuse of that. But that's, again, assuming that they have uh, an ability to reason and understand logic. Mm-hmm. These are fools. These are damn fools, These who, are fools who don't get it and who have just decided to use this license to be blatantly racist. Correct. That's and what just, it is. It, it's exactly that. Uh, I love that word of obtuse because that's exactly what it is. You are actually yep. the opposite of a patriot. Yep. When you come out of your house hell-bent and with the alleged alignment of any kind of law enforcement, because it's not all law enforcement, but it's a branch of law enforcement that has simply decided it is the derivative of the slave patrols in this country. Absolutely. It is the derivative of the Klansmen that by day were cops Mm -hmm. turning fire hoses on black Mm -hmm. people and sniffing dogs on us, um, putting dogs out on us to kill us just for wanting free liberties and, and rights. That derivative of law enforcement is the opposite of patriots. You know what they are? 
They're terrorists. That's exactly what they're they are. They're terrorists, Fucking Dustin. terrorists. And we have to call them that. Yep. So get the fuck out of my face talking about, because that's that's the the defense. Yep. And, and all of the people, here we go with these people. Uh, you know, the My Pillow mm-hmm, shit, you know, who's, mm-hmm. who's also a huge Trump supporter. Uh, Mike, the My Pillow guy, Lindell, Ricky. Silver Spoon. Oh. I cannot believe that. You know Smiling how long I wanted picture. that train set? You know you how long no I wanted more. that train set. I want to no kick it off the tracks. Yeah. But but this is a prime example of them propping this 17-year-old kid up who let's let's dial this all the way back. Right. First of all, where are your parents that you're able to drive out of state Listen. to go cause this kind of harm to people? On and video. now you're in this on video and now you're in this situation. You don't know enough. You haven't lived long enough. You don't know enough about anything to feel that as if you can be a patriot in right. any way. No, that's what they're calling him. What they're is calling wrong with him you? a patriot. They're calling him a hero, a Dustin. Hero. You know what he did? Let's talk about what he did. He's seen on video. So this is not disputable, this part here. Shooting three people, ultimately killing two of them. Why? Because they simply were out to protest the paralyzing of this brother, Mr. Blake. And then he walked right past law enforcement. This is the crazy part when you watch the video, Dustin. You can see it. You see him carrying an assault rifle, and police don't say shit to him. They of don't say a damn don't. thing to him. And and witnesses are screaming, telling the police. Someone, yeah. He just shot several people. Uh He does face criminal charges of first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree reckless homicide, and attempted first-degree intentional homicide. I want to break down why so many charges. Uh, They're giving the jurors or or judge options Mm -hmm. that, that will be able to hold him accountable legally whether or not they believe it was premeditated, which... Frankly, I don't know how else you interpret somebody purchasing, <laughs> bringing a gun over state lines. But let's say they, for whatever reason, don't feel like there's the evidence there for premeditation. Well, then they have the uh, the option of a first degree reckless homicide, uh, which is just the pretty much happenstance killing um, of another. And then, of course, first degree intentional homicide um, from the the individual that was able to survive his shooting. Uh, you know, this is. This is just really sickening to me, and I'm going to tell you two of the reasons it's particularly sickening to me. The first is legal. Now, number one, let's talk about bail. Because, you know, there's a huge movement in our country right now, Dustin Ross, to eliminate bail, right? Or or certainly reform bail. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, in general, that's a good thing. But some folks belong in fucking jail. Yes, they I want do. to be on the record for that. Yes, they I do. I think we have to be very careful as a culture mm-hmm. when we overcorrect on historical wrongs that have been at the hands of our people and we make somewhat generalized statements like all bail is bad. Now, most people in the movement aren't saying that, but some are. Nah, you kill me or my family member, your ass belongs in jail. Period. You rape me or my family member. Your ass belongs in jail. That's it. So some folks do belong in jail. Kyle Rittenhouse. Belongs in jail. He belongs in jail. Now, there's two prongs. There's a legal equation, Dustin, Mm -hmm. that decides whether or not someone should be released on bail. Okay. Let me break them down for you. Because these are the only two things that should matter when it comes to bail. Not whether or not you did it. Not whether or not there's evidence around you doing it. It's only these two things. Number one, do you pose upon release a continued threat of danger to society. Yes, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, I love your style, straight to the fucking point. Number two, are you a flight risk? 
Is, is there a reason to believe if you are released that you might not come back to court to have your day of justice? And as you already started, Kyle Rittenhouse fails both points for me, Dustin. A, you're already an alleged double murderer, so you would definitely pose a threat to society upon your release, and then a flight risk. You know, the judge in the case, Dustin, already said that he believed he was a flight risk, which is why he made the bail $2 million. Right. But apparently he should have made it $10 million. Right. Because, of course, this was going to be this pseudo-fake-ass patriot, fake hero status. I'm sorry I have to say this. Yeah. Who, are all, who are all a bunch of pussies yeah. that, that are in admiration of him being so young and brazen and bold, according totally. to them, to do it. something like this. You know, he represents this... This wish that they all had. This fantasy. Yes, he's it's a fantasy. fantasy of the harken back era of the slave yes. patrol. You know, it, 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 it sickens me. And I really want, you know, this is not the first time y'all going to hear me talk about this on Holding Court. Um, I'm going to take back patriotism mm-hmm. to mean what the fuck it's supposed to mean. Let Liberty, tell them, justice for all. Mm-hmm. Not just white supremacy. Not just the far white, uh, na- you know, nationalistic actors of terrorism amongst black and brown people, LGBTQ people, mm-hmm. um, people that, that in any way are marginalized in this yep. country. That's not patriotism. That is a perversion of patriotism. It's punk-assism. And, and it's terrorism, mm-hmm. and we're not going to have it. And they don't get to use that terminology anymore. They don't. And, 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 and look at the irony, right? So Kyle Rittenhouse, the fact that he was granted any bail at all mm-hmm. from a legal standpoint that's my problem. Yeah, I'm mad at Ricky Schroeder. I'm mad at Mike the Pillow. But those I'm, are side issues. They only were allowed to do this shit because a judge made it possible. Made it possible. And that should have never been the case. Let's look our late young brother Khalif Browder. Damn. Okay. This young man was kept in in jail, not prison, jail because he was never convicted of a crime. I want to put that out there to this day. Never convicted of anything. Legal purgatory. Two years yep. of solitude. Most would argue inhumane, cruel, and unusual punishment Absolutely. in violation of the Eighth Amendment of our Constitution. And this young brother, upon his release, because of the torture and the, the trauma and the horror he experienced in those two years of solitary confinement, he killed himself. This is just breaking my heart to just go back to this, Dustin. Yeah. So he, because of this allegedly stealing a backpack, let's remember what the charge is because it's so stupid. At the arraignment, he was charged with second-degree robbery, and his bail was set. He did have a bail at 10000 Bail bondsman comes, 900 which is about what mm-hmm. that is, 10%. Mm-hmm. 900 was required for this young man to be released. His family could not raise the money, Lord Jesus. but they did borrow it from a neighbor. And then when his family met with the bail bondsman to post the bail— They told him this. Since young Khalif was already on probation from his prior felony conviction, his probation officer had placed him on a violation hold. That's why he couldn't get out of jail. So he had to stay in Rikers, not convicted of any underlying charge at that point. For two years. For three. Two Two in solitary. solitary. Damn. And then he killed himself upon release. So um, make it make sense, Dustin? I wish I could, but that is just completely insane. I, I like I Well, I, I can can't. articulate it, Dustin. This is what it is. This is exactly what it is. And and we need to call it what it is. It is an intrinsic, mm. systematic, consistent, 
equivocating mm-hmm. of blackness with danger and violence. Flat out. That's what it is. This is a, a red alert that the youth are, in fact, mm. just as tainted and being uh, uh, being poisoned yes. by this sort of speech and by this sort of, of, of thought, this racist rhetoric and this racist foundation that exists in this in this country yeah. it's it's trickling right down into people who are 17 years old yeah. and spent the last 4 years of their adolescence being watching yep being indoctrinated with this shit and watching this blatant racism being allowed and, and celebrated, celebrated in our nation Hero. and now we Patriot. have a yep and this is the proof right here this is why that shit that Kanye West was talking was so dangerous this is why him uh aligning himself with Donald Trump and all of the terrible, terrible things that he is and represents, this is why that was dangerous right here. Kyle fucking Rittenhouse and fuck Silver Spoons. We we prefer <laughs> we prefer our Alfonso Ribeiro on the Fresh Absolutely. Prince. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. Please and thank you. Um, That's why it ain't in syndication nowhere. When the last time you seen Silver I ain't Spoons? I've seen it on Netflix in, in, or nothing. In any never, nowhere. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's why. Nope, but I I'm saw Sister Sister. Yeah, me too. And and, and Moesha. Listen, okay? and the Parkers. And the, all of it, okay? Listen, God don't like ugly. We will continue to do this work uh, to, to call it out, to... Ep- epitomize Mm -hmm. the beautiful loving humanity that is blackness yes because that's it that's the answer as far as i'm concerned so listen we want to say we are thankful for you thank you all for listening please y'all follow us subscribe give us a review tell a friend tell all your friends get the word out on holding court where we break it down we make it try to make it make sense and certainly leave you and us empowered educated uh, and motivated to continue the fight listen check out our episode notes for links to some thanksgiving history and other info holding court comes to you from uppity productions in association with dossie media and presented by the black effect network from iheart our sound engineers and editors for this episode are Thayla davis and dennis orenbeckoff join us again next week when we continue to hold court and in the meantime stay safe and keep the faith 